Haley. Catherine. Do you know how we got our podcast started so fast? How? We use the Anchor app. What's the Anchor app? Well, it's a really cool app. It's completely free and it'll distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Wow, it literally does all the work for you pretty much. Basically. For free? And yeah, and you can make money on your podcast. It's free. It's completely free. Anything you need to make your podcast will be all on Anchor. Wow. I'm more dependable than anyone in my life, so... I mean, (laughs) you said it. (laughs) Um, So if you guys are interested in starting a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Thanks. Hey, Haley, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Catherine. How are you? You doing great? Yeah. Yeah? It's a lie, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My whole life's a lie. (laughs) My whole life's a joke. Oh, yikes. I mean, at least you're laughing. That's what matters. Crickets. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) For Um, legal reasons, it's a joke. (laughs) I'm... Okay, I'm <laughs> mentally stable. I know how to answer these questions. <laughs> how was you today? I is I is good. I is good. I is good. Uh, spooky babes, how are you doing today? I hope I? you had a spooky nightmare last night. Oh yeah, any of y'all check out that movie? I fucking hope so. <laughs> I hope you guys watched Terrifier. Again. I sincerely hope you did. You're welcome. <laughs> To have graced your lives with that am- amazing movie. Amazing movie. I mean, it sounds like we're being sarcastic right now, but we sincerely hope you did check it out. Yeah. It is a great movie. Critics might say otherwise, but... <laughs> I mean, not as bad as yeah the movie we're going to mention in this uh, story. The movie today. I mean, today's not a movie day. Today's a supernatural haunting hour day. Spooky day. Spooky day. All days are spooky days. Mm. When you're with Saturdays are for the goo. Exactly. (laughs) I'm not musically inclined. (laughs) I barely am. I love how we have sung. I feel like we have sung something every single time since our first podcast where we said we will no longer be singing. (laughs) Where you said we will no longer be singing. And then you backtracked and was like, we'll probably be singing. (laughs) It'll just be terrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, it has only been two more episodes. But I just can't help myself. Sometimes I like to sing. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. All right. Well, today on the Spooky Haunting Hour, we're going to talk about um, Waverly Hills Sanatorium. This place is a real place. It's in Kentucky. And we're going to tell you a little bit about the history and then a little bit about the spooky stuff that goes along with it. <laughs> the spooky stuff. I cannot wait for Halloween. I know it's June. Dude, but like, honestly. I was so excited for Halloween. Like, doing all this research, I just wanted to be Halloween. And I, I keep seeing fall shit. And I'm like, bro. It's summer. <laughs> we haven't even gotten through summer yet. Right. We haven't had our hot girl summer uh, I know. <laughs> As I'm here under a blanket. <laughs> hey, this is some people's hot girl summer. My, my okay. So no, wait. Before we get started, it's just six minutes in. Before we get started, <laughs> um, it'll be like two minutes after you edit. I yeah. Right. <laughs> I really just want to watch horror movies all day long. That's all I want to do. That's... I want to rewatch all the screams and all the Michael Myers movies. Okay, all the oh. screams. Yeah, I definitely want to watch the scream ones. And then I really want to watch all the American Horror Stories again. And I've <sighs> never watched Scream Queens, but I've sounds... seen I've seen most of the first season. Yeah, it's. I'm just really interested in watching some horror very soon like some scary stuff yeah, yeah. specifically when it's dark out and like raining and howling <laughs> howling i mean i can October. get you on the howling for the <laughs> just you know look up on youtube or something <laughs> some like creepy you know ambiance music in the background i just love like pouring rain outside october nights dark 
at like 5 p.m. <laughs> you like curl up with some popcorn and a blanket and you just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I would just like a, a spooky October night to happen soon, but it's probably not going to happen for at least three more months. Uh, yeah. So probably when it's October. September sometimes can get spooky. Oh, uh, yeah. It starts getting dark again in late September. I don't love it getting dark that early, but like, it's a great time to watch spooky movies. When it's spooky movies. Peach dark out. <laughs> and we live in the rainy state, so it storms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like no other sometimes. Anyway, how many know that you came here for us to talk about ourselves? <laughs> you didn't come here to get spooked, did you? You were like, you know what, those girls. I really wanna, I really wanna know about those girls. <laughs> they don't give two shits about spooky stuff. They care about the two bitches talking about the spooky right. shit. They're mm. like, yeah, I don't wanna, I don't want the ten minutes of spooky stuff you guys talk about. I want the ten minutes of you that you talk about on each end of the spooky story. You mean like the two percent actual content? <laughs> 98% is just fucking around. Oh. Uh, I mean, it's fine. Haven't let me it. let me tell you. You've sat through worse things than this podcast. I promise exactly. you. Millennials, I promise you, you have sat through worse things. In fact, last night, I sat through a very terrible movie that we will talk about later <laughs> that was worse than this podcast. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Oof. So, let's get spooky. Let's Cuddle get in with your blanket. Spooky. Turn off all the lights if it's sunny out. If not, just let the darkness fall all over you. Anyway. Um. Hello, darkness, <laughs> my <laughs> old friend. Say, <laughs> so I am swallowing in darkness every day, so. All right, spooky babes. To open up this haunting hour, we're going to talk about Waverly Hills Sanatorium. And I got my information from quite a few different places. Um, I decided that the most reliable source was um, an educational video from nine years ago, mm-hmm. uh, BuzzFeed, <laughs> <laughs> and the sources just get uh, sketchier from there. <laughs> Ranker, like <laughs> you know, okay. a movie, a movie. <laughs> so we're gonna roll it back all the way to 1883. Ooh, 1883. Thomas H. Hayes. He owned the land that is where the sanatorium is at. Uh, he originally, he only had one daughter and his daughter wanted a schoolhouse to teach kids there. And so he built her a school and she named the school Waverly. According to my research on that Wikipedia. is <laughs> What's your name? On multiple, actually. So this is what... My research came up with, so the land was originally purchased by Thomas Thomas H. Hayes, which was right in 1883. He mentioned that he needed a school for his daughters, so I was like, okay, there's multiple of them. And he built the school, and he hired Lizzie Lee Harris Mm -hmm. to teach. Okay, so this is great. This is a great reason why history is a useless subject. (laughs) (laughs) Because depending on who wrote the history story, it's different. Yeah. Weird. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew Um, that no one could be accurate back in 1883? Right. It was also like about 150 years ago. Okay, so we'll reel it back. Back in 1883, Thomas Hayes built a school, mm-hmm. and they named it Waverly, maybe Waverly Hills. <laughs> Nine years ago, someone made a video that said it was named Waverly, <laughs> and that his daughter taught there. Oh. That's all I got. <laughs> well. This was a Kentucky Life, an educational TV show. Like, they mm. played it in schools or something, so... You know what? Are you from Kentucky? Then mm-hmm. if you are from Kentucky, maybe you know the story. Mm-hmm. And it's probably this video that you saw nine years ago in school. Yeah, so they'll side with I'm you. <laughs> squaring up at me. I'll fight you. <laughs> Wiki said so. Wiki can be edited by anybody. I know. <laughs> Moving on. In 1908, construction began on, this, on the building. Originally, it was all made out of wood, which yeah. I don't know why that just seems crazy to me, but then yeah. I'm like, it was 1900s. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> Oh, but 1908 construction began July 26th of 1910 is when they actually officially opened for business. It was designed originally to accommodate 40 to 50 tuberculosis patients safely, but eventually it's due to it becoming an epidemic. Coincidence. Remind you of any time <laughs> recently? <laughs> Man, that's crazy. But yeah, so it was only designed to accommodate 40 to 50 mm-hmm. tuberculosis patients safely, mm-hmm. so... Six feet apart, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> they weren't following that either. I don't think that. I don't think that they followed any kind of social distancing procedures. <laughs> no. no, I don't think that they did anything that we did during this pandemic. Nope. Because their pandemic lasted for <laughs> at least forty years. <laughs> oh um, man! And, and you know, once they said like. That Waverly Hills was, like, very self-sufficient. And that once you went there, you weren't part of the society anymore. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, you were, like, a nurse, doctor, patient. You were there, and that's where you lived. There was over 140 mm-hmm. in there at one point. Yeah. So they said, hey, we need to build a bigger hospital. You know what? <laughs> 140 people don't fit in a 40 to 50 place. (laughs) So how about we make a bigger shoebox for them? (laughs) Put them in a bigger shoebox. Yeah, pretty much build, you know. Wings. Yeah, wings. State of the art. Wooden wings. (laughs) State of the art wooden wings. State of the art. Um, Back in 1926. I mean, we're, we're still in 1910 at this point. Get ahead. Don't get ahead. Don't get too far ahead. The expansion was in 1926. That's what Kentucky life taught me. <laughs> I'm going to live and die by that nine-year-old video. <laughs> Ain't nothing that Wiki tells me can tell me anyways. Oh, my God. Yeah, so more than 140 patients filled the hospital during this epidemic at the time. Uh-huh. So they were like, you know, hey, we need to make a bigger one, you know? Yeah. To accommodate more people because it was going crazy around yeah. this time. And apparently, at this time, it wasn't known that tuberculosis was an airborne disease. Mm-hmm. So They didn't know crap about it. Well, yeah. They were like, you know what? They said, Waverly Hills is a great place for TB people, people who have tuberculosis, mm-hmm. to go and get some fresh air. Because that's all they need. Yeah. To be cured from tuberculosis. Yeah, that was Apparently, the... they need medicine. <laughs> they didn't figure that out for 40 years. <laughs> they thought fresh air was a cure. They fresh thought... air and rest. And apparently electroshock therapy at one point. They did some crazy things. That yeah. was after they realized fresh air was not the... Right, was not the way to go. <laughs> was not the way to go. <laughs> Isolation um... and fresh air. But yeah, like I said, so the... Tuberculosis was spreading like crazy because, especially through this little area of Kentucky and Louisville area, because, fun fact. I love fun facts. (laughs) Haley's fun facts. I'm gonna gonna make you like an intro. Like a little sing song. (laughs) Oh my god. But the wetlands along the Ohio River provided an amazing, like, perfect breeding ground for this bacteria. Oh, awesome! So, <laughs> kind of like screwed everyone over in yeah. that area. Um, what a great place to have a tuberculosis hospital in a breeding ground. Right. <laughs> uh, nice moist air. Ew. <laughs> Should be in the desert. Nice dry nothing, air. Nothing will survive there. Nothing. No, not even the people. People live in, in Arizona. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But do they really live in 100 mm. degree weather? <laughs> Are you really living when it's 100 degrees outside? (laughs) Or are you just trying to survive? Just trying to survive. (laughs) That's literally your answer every day. Just trying to survive. And it's only 60 degrees here, so let's be real. (laughs) That's true, too. (laughs) But due to the overwhelming amount of cases, Uh and they had to make the bigger hospital, Mm -hmm. the Board of Tuberculosis Hospital received... $25,000 $25,000 to build a more efficient hospital. Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow. <laughs> Who brought so, the cats in here? <laughs> <laughs> so, August 31st of 1912, they started moving all the current patients into tents and everything to during construction. 
Sick people in tents. Yeah. Sounds close. Sounds great. Close enclosed areas with an airborne disease. Yeah. <laughs> nice in a canvas tent. <laughs> Waverly Hills was a self-contained community. They had their own post office, water treatment facility. They even had their own zip, own zip code. It's huge. Yeah. The, the current building there is like huge. Huge. Right. If you went exploring, you'd like it'd take you days. Five floors. <laughs> no, we aren't gonna say that yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> um, you guys aren't ready yeah. for it. <laughs> we'll tell you when you're older, in like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but they grew crops. They raised their own cattle. Nurses, doctors, and patients. Once you entered, you were a permanent residence. They did have visiting days though, for like their family. Which you know what? Visit the tuberculosis hospital on the weekend because guess what? You're visiting for life. See, that's the one thing I didn't understand because they allowed visiting days for the families, but I'm like, and then they're gonna go take right. the tuberculosis back. I'm after. like, they're gonna get sick, but they obviously didn't know it was an airborne disease, so they didn't know. But I'm just right. like, anyway. So like I said earlier, they were. Um, it was the building was wooden at this point so december of 1912 was when they started getting more advanced cases of tuberculosis so they built an add-on to the hospital which added an extra 40 spots and then 1914 they created a children pavilion Mm add-on which added another 50 beds so 50 kids beds though right (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think they're the same size i don't think there's I, I don't know why they called it Children's Pavilion when they probably, they were definitely going to use it for others as well, but it said that they did make the children Pavilion specifically for children that had tuberculosis, but also they were the kids of the patients that had tuberculosis. So yeah. it was like either way they're... They're going to get to Right. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Probably um, even the nurses' kids. It said so that it was also for like <clears throat> basically anyone that couldn't provide provide child care so like right. they would have to go with them right um but their goal at the time was to add a new building each year yeah because of how many cases there were and they were just kept going and going and going um but again since it was wooden and due to the constant need for repairs and you know a more durable structure um and more room they started the five-story building that we know of today mm-hmm. that houses that can house up to 400 patients in March of 1924. Nice. It officially reopened and opened for like the third time. In 1926. October hey, 17th. <laughs> October 17th of 1926. <clears throat> then, in 1943, it was the introduction of the streptomycin. Uh-huh. Which, if no one knows what that is, it is the, antibio- the antibiotic that treats bacterial infections so it was the treatment and cure to tuberculosis right so since we had a cure now in 1943 the cases of tuberculosis were declining and everything so eventually we didn't need a five-story huge sanatorium for all this all these people so what they did is the remaining patients were transferred to hazelwood sanatorium Mm -hmm. and then the sanatorium officially closed in June of 1961. A year later, after it closed in 1962, it became a geriatric hospital called Woodhaven Medical Services. Nice. Yeah. And, like, in case, because I, I, I mean, I didn't look up the word geriatric, but I just kind of inferred from, yeah, everything else. It is a nursing home. Uh-huh. Primarily treating, like, aging patients, yeah. obviously. Um, they had various stages of dementia. Uh, mobility limitations and also severely mentally handicapped patients as well. Unfortunately, in 1982, they were closed by the state of Kentucky due to being severely understaffed and overcrowded. And also, there was reports of patient neglect, which that's sadly not. It's not the, uncommon. Yeah, it's not uncommon for nursing homes, and it's really fucking sad. But after Woodhaven closed a year later in 1983. J. Clifford Todd bought the property for three million. Holy moly! Mm-hmm. Do you That's think he paid cash or do you think he got a mortgage? 
Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm just trying to imagine this man just showing up with like three briefcases of money. Okay, so wait, what year was that? 1983. Oh, I was about to be like, how much is three million dollars now? I though? mean, it's obviously this is probably more now, right? Because of inflation, you know. But uh, I know I say smart words. You're finance. I'm big brain. You're finance. Oh, I am in finances. So am I. You are. You're more in finances than me. I just count the money and get fucking blisters, blisters and pain. Anyway, he bought the property for about for three million five thousand dollars. He, along with architect named Milton Thompson, they wanted to convert it into a minimum security prison for the state. But that plan fell through due to protests from oh. the town. Since the prison plan fell through, they thought, hey, we're going to turn these, turn it into some apartments. That would be some interesting looking apartments, I would think. But uh, That would be terrifying. Yeah. Well, I guess knowing what I know, that would be spooky. Uh, yeah, knowing what you know. Spoiler. <laughs> it's haunted. It's haunted! <laughs> <laughs> Since the prison plan fell through, they thought, hey, we're going to try to make these into apartments. But they didn't have enough funding. Spent $3 million on the building. Didn't have enough funding. Ew. So They really put their money where their mouth wasn't, huh? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I, I wonder if he got his money back. but No, probably not. Well, it depends. I don't if, know. If he sold it to the next person for more or less. I really... I don't even know how much this man bought it for. Mm-hmm. So the next... Thing that was to possibly happen to the sanatorium mm-hmm. didn't get brought up until March of 1996. Okay. So it's been a few years. Yeah. A Robert Abrahaski. Close enough. Hopefully I said that right. I doubt Actually, it. Actually, guess what? We don't care. Oh. Don't correct us. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean... Uh, Haley cares. I don't. <laughs> March in 1996, Robert... Albert Husky. He bought the building and the surrounding areas. He ran an, incorp- an incorporation called Albert Husky's Christ the Redeemer, Inc. Fun. It's a mouthful. This yes. is a mouthful. Albert Husky, he wanted to construct the world's tallest statue of Jesus, along with arts and a worship center. He was inspired by Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio de Janeiro. Right. Um, the phase one of the construction, he wanted to build a 150 foot tall and 150 foot wide statue on top of the sanatorium. Oh. That was going to be $4 million. And then phase two was to convert the sanatorium into a chapel, a theater, and a gift shop. Which was oh, going to... Which a- I think that's so weird <laughs> to have a gift shop. That's a nice mixture. I mean, yeah. I guess. Gift shop. I'm just wondering what they would sell there. Waverly Hills Jesus statue magnets. Keychains. Oh my gosh, the keychains you could make. <laughs> the <clears throat> keychains. But phase two was going to be another $8 million. Enamel pins. Oh yeah, you love enamel pins. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Again, $8 million for phase two. Ooh. And then $4 he million ran out of for money, phase didn't one. He? he didn't even get the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Eight million for phase two. Yes. One, uh, four million for phase one. That's twelve million dollars. Big brain, my dude. <laughs> Going. <laughs> Quick math. Quick math. Twelve million dollars for a Jesus statue, and a chapel, and a gift shop, and a theater. <laughs> but that plan fell through for financial reasons. No. <laughs> I know, $12 million. Like, that's not crazy. That's pocket change. That's I got it in my back seat. <laughs> four times more than what the guy paid for before him. Right. <laughs> but You are quick on that math. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I was really good in math. But <laughs> that plan fell through due to financial complications. Yeah. Because they were trying to fund this through donations. Yeah, ne- never going to happen. In a year, they raised... of 12 million (laughs) so he basically canceled the whole idea in December of 1997 (laughs) he was like you know what pretend I didn't say that just kidding (laughs) no Jesus statue oh yeah (laughs) they're 
like, you know what? That was a good idea last year. Last but... year, but no more. Uh, he canceled. In, uh, also, no. I'm keeping you $3,000. <laughs> I wonder if he did. He did. Absolutely he did. Oh, wait. It was do- donated. So. He, he, he probably put it into his church. I hope he did. I hope he put it in his church and not anywhere else. Basically, from 1997 until 2001, it was owned... But no one gave a shit about this building. Yeah. It just got vandalized all the time and, you know. Yep. Trashed. And just... As they do. Awful. Anyway. But in 2001, finally, it was purchased by historical and paranormal enthusiasts named Charles and Tina Mattingly. Yeah! They own it right now! Yes! They currently own the building right now. And it is... Charles and Tina Mattingly, mm-hmm. they teamed up with the Waverly Hills Historical Society, mm-hmm. which is a nonprofit, mm-hmm. and they're dedicated to preserving and restoring the sanatorium. Uh-huh. So, along with Charles and Tina Mattingly, they run tours and investigations currently at the sanatorium. Their schedule, from what I could tell, they have public tours and investigation. That season is between March and August. They have private overnight tours and investigations Sunday through Thursday between March and August and then around spooky season September through October they have a haunted house fundraiser which I was like man I want to go to this like this sounds so fun because it's not only fake haunted house like it's also haunted too so it's like and then around November and December time they have a Christmas light show fundraiser fun yeah and okay I want to go overnight investigating let's go Okay. Done. Done. Let's just go to Kentucky. No money. Just go to Kentucky. <laughs> we just drive there. You know. And we got 30 cents to our name. So we are currently in today's now. That 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 is the history that I have researched on the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. To lead into our spooky part, you. the Waverly Hills Sanatorium has been on multiple entertainment ghosty shows. Yes, it has. It has been on Ghost Hunters. Mm-hmm. Scariest places on earth. Mm-hmm. Because this place, fun fact, has been named one of the most haunted places on earth. Yeah. To Which me. is why I want to go overnight investigating. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It has also been on Most Haunted, Ghost Adventures. Mm-hmm. Love that show. Mm-hmm. Zach Bagans. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never believed in ghosts until until I came face to face with one. Still have never seen a ghost apparition on that show. And it also was on BuzzFeed Unsolved. Yep. Shout out to Shade and Ryan. Shade and Ryan. We watched you. Yeah. <laughs> Love were, them. We were researching you. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> no, we didn't research you. You. We used you for research. Yeah. We used you guys. Love them. And a dishonorable mention. It was featured in a movie. It was also... The location where they filmed it at, they filmed on location, uh-huh. a movie called Death Tunnel. Garbage. <laughs> it got a 2.7 out of 10. Garbage. <laughs> it is honestly so horrible. It was so it's, bad. It's a trash movie, but we had a lot of fun watching it. So yeah. like, if you're in for like a, maybe a little chuckle or two, like... Watch it with some friends mm-hmm. and like take shots every time it says something dumb, like right. <laughs> something stupid happens. Oh my god. Death Tunnel. It's in reference to the actual tunnel that was built at Waverly Hill Sanatorium. The tunnel starts on the first floor and then it ends at the bottom of the hill and it's 500 feet long. Mm-hmm. It was originally, it was just an entrance and an exit for the doctors and nurses and also how they brought supplies in and everything. Mm-hmm. The death toll originally was only one a day, mm-hmm. but at the peak of the epidemic, it was way more than that. But right. it is unknown because they wanted to hide the actual numbers of it. Right. It's vicious. Does it remind you of anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> um, but the doctors and nurses believed that if they hid the mm-hmm. dead bodies, because they noticed the more the death toll, like the more the dead bodies that they wheeled out of the, of the hospital, they noticed more of their patients were becoming 
like depressed yeah and, more depressed yeah. and just no hope right like at all so they use this tunnel mm-hmm. as like a body disposal chute hence the name they thought was creative death tunnel <laughs> so so um the death tunnel actually it took them down a tunnel to like a railroad where a a rail a, a motorized rail slash cable system would lift away the cadaver and remove them so like they take them down there leave them there and this like train would come along and be like load up all the cadavers and take them away oh wow and so that's how they disposed of them I also heard in other research that they like put them there to wait for cremation or burial. Mm-hmm. So they just like were just dead bodies piling up there. But I feel like that's not allowed. You would think, but it was also but, in 1924. I mean, a lot of things were possible. Um, and the other thing that I had is that some people supposedly say that 60,000 people died because of tuberculosis here, and. Other people say it's probably more like 8,000 people died, but there's a, um, there's still like a big debate on how many people really died there because, Mm -hmm. because of the death shoot, because of all the facts that people who were there were, were residents there may not have had family other places, didn't know that they died, you know? Right. So they were really easy to hide those deaths. And so there's a group of people who are researching and they're communicating with people who actually know of a family member or a person who died there and they're going through death records and they're finding at least 11,000. So the 8,000 that that some people are saying is completely wrong. Mm-hmm. 60,000 not yet, but they are continuing to research to see how many people actually died there. I mean there are, there's a graveyard back there. There's a lot of stuff that's that's attached to Waverly Hills Sanatorium mm-hmm. because of how many deaths that were there. Crazy. That's and a lot so, of work. Yeah. Yeah. A whole team is trying these... to like track down people who like knew someone who had TB who, who was there or mm-hmm. knew someone who passed away there. Since we mentioned the tunnel and the death. death. <laughs> <laughs> the tunnel of death. The tunnel of death. <laughs> Let's talk about an amazing movie. <laughs> Forget what we've already said. It's amazing. <laughs> Well, Death Tunnel. Death Tunnel. It was a movie that came out in 2005. And like I said earlier, 2.7 out of 10 stars. Could be worse. Could be worse. I guess. Could be half a star. But someone was (laughs) generous. Someone was generous. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it, it did. I like in the beginning how they have like the little based on true events and they have the little like his little mini history in there there was no true events that it was based on though (laughs) no it was just the fact that the place used to be a place for tuberculosis patients that's the only true event that it was based on (laughs) and that it was i mean i thought it was cool that it was filmed in the place yeah i really wonder if they actually like experienced anything i didn't like see there's literally barely anything about this movie yeah this movie it's like it like almost doesn't exist <laughs> yeah almost like the the imdb page nothing yeah wiki page nothing like the actors and actresses <clears throat> never not again <laughs> right yeah like i was like what if they die one by one like final destination <gasps> oh <Whoa. laughs> five girls <laughs> they kept five floors <laughs> five hours that was their like catchphrase, and they said it every hour. Every I mean, well, every time a girl, well, R.I.P. <laughs> so the whole premise of this movie is college kids. This good old boy named Richie, <laughs> who is a senior in at this college that they're at. He's a frat boy. Frat boy. Yeah. Yes, he throws a party called Truth or Scare. Ooh. Honestly, sounds like something I'd go to. Right. Two through Same. Come on. <laughs> um, but he throws a party and he takes these five girls, uh-huh. basically incapacitates them and puts them on like one on each floor yeah. of the sanatorium and the whole permit. It was supposed to be a, uh, a hazing. Yeah. Like an thing. initiation party. Yeah. Like an in- initiation for the freshmen because all of the girls were freshmen. Right. Apparently. Um. <laughs> so my thing is one of the things I didn't understand is the whole fu- the whole thing that it was a frat guy doing an initiation for 
freshman girls. That's I what I didn't understand because normally initiations for freshman girls would be done by the senior girls. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Yeah, there was that, but then there is that little part in the movie where Richie was like, "It was all Ashley's idea." Right. But she I was know. a freshman too. Yeah, uh, like this movie has a lot of plot holes. Yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't even have a plot. Honestly. Yeah, I, was, uh, <laughs> I know my notes right here. Acting superb, <laughs> plot <sarcasm>. line, <laughs> plot line doesn't exist. It's <laughs> 10 literally out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> it's literally just an excuse to watch somewhat attractive women run around half naked with their tits out for an hour and a half. Yeah, like that's it. Yeah, and really before you ask. Yes, it was made by men. No. <laughs> like, literally, there's not one female on this movie other than the actresses. Yeah, and they all sound like... All the guys that are on the, like, credits when they roll mm-hmm. all sound like frat boy names. <laughs> Chad. Chad. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny you said low budget because this movie had a $1.5 million budget. Honestly, all that money went to renting out this fucking sanatorium. It had to be. Because... It was so shitty. It was garbage. Like, the constant, like, re-roll. Like, it didn't even show anyone die, if you think Barely, about it. yeah. If you really think about it, like, right. no one actually was shown dead, like, right. when Ashley went, sorry, when, <laughs> when Ashley went to stab right. the friend yeah. or ghost or whatever she thought it was. Right. It just shows her, like, screaming and yeah. freaking out, and then she's just covered in blood. Also, who decides to stab a ghost? You Ashley. Fuck <laughs> Ashley. You Well, she may have not thought it was a ghost. I don't know. So then she legitimately tried to murder someone. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, she's a murderer. <laughs> and then the my least favorite part was the end. Oh. Because <laughs> Okay. So, so in the movie they try to make it kinda what is it, like twists and turns or whatever, Mm -hmm. where each girl represents a past person who died died at the sanatorium. And they all just so happen to die the same way. And the final girl, along with Richie, the final girl, it's like a shock. She's like, oh my God, like it's a realization. She's like, oh my God, it's me that died. Or right. however she says it. Right. And she's got, like, a fake little, like, ketchup blood coming right. out of her nose. <laughs> and she's like, I, she goes, no, I'm sick. And he goes, he walks up to her. And he's like, it doesn't matter. And he, like, leans in and, like, very awkwardly, like, kisses, kisses her. Yeah. But the thing is, as we've already learned, tuberculosis is an airborne disease. Richie would have already been exposed to it. And would exactly. have already been sick as well. I love the inspirational at the end, though, when he was like, we'll get through this. We'll find a cure. Then they go back into the sanatorium. Then they go back die. into the tunnel. <laughs> like, the cure's in the fucking tunnel? I mean, this movie was in, like, the 2000s. There was already a cure. It was just <laughs> the medicine. True. They could have just went hospital. to the local pharmacy. She, like, they were, like, the only ways out, the only way out is through the death tunnel. And so they go down, they walk through the death tunnel, they get to the end, and Richie gets out, and they're outside, and she goes, I can't leave. I have to die. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if those are the words she said. It was I all mean, kind it was, of a blur, yeah. but, like, it was almost that good of writing. <laughs> Your writing's better. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this movie was trash. It was so trash. It it just makes me more mad knowing when I was researching this that the budget was $1.5 Yeah. I'm like, Terrifier was only 100000 <laughs> It was only $100,000. And that's a fucking masterpiece. Look at all the, look at all this He's stuff. He's only got four point something stars, though. <laughs> better than 2.7. <laughs> But here's the thing. Imagine what he could do with a bigger budget. If, if he had the 1.5 million, he maybe could have made a, a seven, eight star movie or a 10 star movie, you know? Mm-hmm. But he had $100,000 and made a four point something, almost exactly. five star movie. The potential of this man. <laughs> Completely okay, we're not different in that, story. We're no. not in that podcast no. anymore. <laughs> that was last week. That was last week. Um, so, uh, 
Death Tunnel did remind us, though, about a lot of spooky, spooky deaths that really did happen there. We get into the ghosties? We get into ghosties. Yes! Ghosties! So, there are paranormal legends that go back for years and years at the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Oh, I bet. And this is why we chose this for Haunting Hour. Because, like we said, I mean, Waverly Hills has a very dark kind of history with the tuberculosis and the elderly care and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And the death tunnel or, right. or death chute, as it's been referred to, those kinds of things. Right. It all seems very dark. But mm-hmm. the darkest part is the paranormal like legends and things that, that people see when they go there. I'm excited. So some of the most, I'm going to say, I'm going to talk to you about some of the most notable legends that people talk about. And then I'm going to talk to you a little bit about some stories of people who were there at Waverly Hills Sanatorium and experiencing things. Now remember, take everything with a grain of salt. Some people like to troll people on the internet and tell stories that didn't ever happen. But not everything's fact and not everything is fact. Like just like she said, take it as a grain of salt. There are some skeptics out there we know. So But here at the haunting hour, just during this podcast, we do believe in ghosts, at least. Who you and I Ghostbusters. Okay. <laughs> you and I and all the spooky babes are gonna believe in ghosts and stop being skeptical for ten oh, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes, I don't know how long, but for the time that we're talking about ghosties, you're just going to have to believe me here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if these are all true, and they could not be. So, I'm just going to say that before people are like, hey, <laughs> that's just a ghost story. <laughs> you came here to be spooked. <laughs> yeah. um, exactly. So, some of the most famous legends, there was a young patient who was in the child's wing of the tuberculosis hospital, and his name was Timmy. And he passed away there. And supposedly he roams the halls of Waverly Hills trying to recapture his childhood that he never had. Oh. So Timmy is often seen with like a blue ball or a blue bouncy ball. Right. And some people even bring bouncy balls to like play with him. Mm-hmm. And, and occasionally, now in BuzzFeed, Shane and Ryan tried to play yep. with Timmy. Yep. And the ball never actually came back to him. But some people report that the ball actually came back right skeptics say that it's because of like wind or the uneven floors of the sanatorium because the building's so old yeah yeah. all of that stuff but people have supposedly seen timmy with a ball bouncing it around Mm -hmm. playing with it and he roams the halls and he's like a small young boy child ghost (laughs) small young boy child ghost (laughs) (laughs) they also report Hearing jangling keys walking down the hall, and people think that this is Ralph, the maintenance worker. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I don't know if everyone's names are accurate, but Kentucky Life told me <laughs> <laughs> that that was Timmy and that was Ralph. And then one of the most haunted places in the Waverly Sanatorium is room 502, or the mm-hmm. fifth floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's on the, the fifth floor? <laughs> Oh, that was God. just a death tunnel reference, just in case you guys wanted to watch that movie. Anyway, the fifth floor is where the nurses' station was. Mm-hmm. And there's been two noted deaths there of nurses. One is where a nurse jumped off of the balcony on the fifth floor. Some say she might have been pushed. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy. But, and some people say that it was because she was pregnant and unwed and she wasn't fit to have a child. Or she didn't think she could have a child on her own. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily true. They also say that every, every nurse who dies, there's always some kind of like pregnancy theory with it. So there's another nurse who was hung on floor five, uh, right outside of the nurse's station, which is room 502. And they say that it's possible that it was one of the doctors got one of the nurses pregnant and he tried to have an abortion and then hung her as like a cover-up of a botched abortion. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't necessarily know if either one of those women were pregnant when they died. That wasn't in the autopsy report that I read. And no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> There's no autopsy report. No. Um, so it's up to speculation. So it's up to speculation. But both nurses, there have been rumors that they were pregnant and that's why they killed themselves. Right. Or got killed or got killed but other people report seeing like ghost nurses 
wa- walking around the halls and roaming around the halls. And people think that Waverly Sanatorium, like all the patients were were stuck in their rooms. They were like, you know, like a like an like an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. Like they were stuck there. But they were actually pretty free to roam around the sanatorium because everyone was exposed to TB up there. So it right. wasn't like people had to stay, you know, locked up. locked up in their rooms. So and then a lot of other people feel like some of the ghost activity is from how they treated their patients mm-hmm. with tuberculosis. Before they had the cure, they tried so many different types of cures that they thought maybe would cure tuberculosis, like electric shock therapy. Or they even put balloons in people's lungs to help them breathe better. So they could like blow up the balloon to mm-hmm. expand the lung. Uh, some doctors also removed ribs and muscle tissue to make room for damaged lungs. And so these ended up with terrible procedures that were often fatal, which is why a lot of people probably died too. I think right. that if they weren't trying so hard to like cure them, cure them like that yeah. in like in with fatal procedures that maybe some of them wouldn't have died, you know. Oh, for sure. But they just they just didn't know. <laughs> and so people report children's laughter, door slamming, people in windows of unoccupied rooms and shadow figures all over uh, the sanatorium and that's reported time and time again. A lot of the the stories I read all featured those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. There's also a ghost of a homeless man and a dog who supposedly fell down the elevator chute. Some people say that maybe he was pushed mm-hmm. down the elevator chute. Yes. I'm just saying, whoever <laughs> pushed a fucking dog down an elevator chute, I'm going to throw hands. Please die. <laughs> like, honestly, Yeah. I feel like I'm a horrible person sometimes yeah. because... Any movie or anything I watch, a human dies or yeah. a person dies, nah. eh, it's fine. An animal dies, no, I'm heated. Yeah. I'm done. Like I, I'm just, I'm ready to fight. Yeah. <laughs> like I get so upset. Yeah, at all that shit. Yeah, but the owner, the current owner of the sanatorium, has reported seeing this homeless man and his dog like in the middle of a room mm-hmm. and she saw him and he, she didn't see him like disappear but all of a sudden he wasn't there anymore right like so she like looked away yeah. and then looked back and they were gone yeah yeah so he didn't die there from tuberculosis he was after the tuberculosis probably right. when it was more of like a vacant place oh yeah the Louisville Ghost Hunter Society was doing a, an investigation there, mm-hmm. and they were in the ca- uh, cafeteria that was like super run down. Nothing was working there. There was no ovens that were working or anything like that. They were starting to leave, and they heard footsteps, and then they heard a door shut, and then they smelled bread baking in the oven, like fresh baked bread. That's crazy. Yeah, in like a completely run down kitchen. You just kitchen. all of a sudden start smelling Subway? Yeah. Like- <laughs> Eat fresh. <laughs> There's just a subway around the corner yeah. that was just making bread. <laughs> I mean, smell travels. I used to work down the road from a subway, and I used to have to walk past subway every day. I could smell subway before I got to subway. So if there was a subway anywhere close to these people, <laughs> they were smelling subway. Impossible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, they smelled like fresh baked bread. Mm-hmm. In a completely ruined kitchen. And, like, right away after they heard the door slam. So, like, that, not enough time for anyone to, like, run in and bake some bread. Right. Like, <laughs> Especially if it's run down. Right. If nothing works. <laughs> right. Well, let me just go bake some bread real quick. <laughs> a lot of tourists that come to this sanatorium report seeing ghosts. One of the most memorable stories is a guy, his name's Joey. And he went to the sanatorium with his friends. Um, and they had gone all the way through the the sanatorium and then they went up to the rooftops to kind of get some fresh air and like decompress from the things that they were seeing and stuff Mm -hmm. and then when they were on the on the rooftop they started seeing shadow figures and like it freaked out one of his friends so badly that his friend almost jumped off the roof to get away from them like that's how how scared his friend was that that's crazy that's crazy like Like, i would never be that that scared like die yeah, you'd rather jump off a five-story building like, five floors five <laughs> girls five hours <laughs> and then five ghosts five go oh yeah i forgot about yeah. that part he convinced his friend obviously not to jump they went inside 
And all the way through the building when they were trying to get out, they started hearing door slamming, footprints, appearing in like the puddles on the ground. Um, and they barely held it together all the way through, but they made it out. Obviously, they're alive. Congratulations, they made... Congrats. <laughs> I wish you guys got it on video or something, but right. <laughs> we <laughs> applaud you for making it out alive. Mm-hmm. There are also reports of an elderly woman ghost who roams the hallways, um, moaning and like leaving puddles of blood because she's chained at her feet and hands. Mm-hmm. Which I have no idea where this woman co- would come from because, I mean, no one was chained during the tuberculosis thing. And I don't imagine, even with the mistreating of elderly people, that they were chaining elderly people up at their hands and feet like prisoners. That's yeah, weird. That is really weird. But there's this ghost woman, supposedly, who runs around the halls moaning and bleeding because of her chains. And, like, they hear chains rattling. That's crazy. That's crazy. And then, here it gets spooky. Ooh. There's something called the creeper. The, the creeper? Yeah. Mm. I've seen Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> so, have you ever had that, like, unexplained doom, dread feeling? On a daily basis. Okay. <laughs> pretend, <laughs> pretend you're, like, mentally stable. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> What's that like, Grandpa? <laughs> Um, anyway, so, but like, just that like gut wrench like feeling a, like, like something's wrong immediately gut wrenching that like, it's like, you're like, what yeah. is that? <laughs> like dread and doom. Yeah. So you may have come in contact with a creeper. And so there's a creeper that's dark and terrifying that crawls along the floor in the sanatorium, supposedly. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. And they, some think that it's like a spirit of like a person who died there. And others think that it's like a demon. Oh, it's definitely there. a demon. Yeah, definitely. I think that demons are the only ones that give you that vibe. Right. Human spirits are just trying to get home, you know? Yeah. <laughs> trying to be put to rest. Demons are the ones who make you feel like death. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so they, there's reports of seeing a creeper-like creature. And then this is one of the most crazy things is that some tour guides have reported seeing doppelgangers of themselves walking around. There's supposedly, you know, stories where ghosts can mimic what's happening around them. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just sorry. Imagine, I'm just imagining meeting another one of me. Uh, <laughs> oh. Hello, how are you? <laughs> oh, yeah, hi. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> but, but seriously, if I didn't think there was another me around, you know... That'd be crazy. And I like ran that. into someone who looked just like me giving a tour. <laughs> like <laughs> That'd be crazy. And then, I mean I've heard that thing where never like talk to your doppelganger like never touch yeah. a doppelganger. Nothing. Yeah. Like never interact at all because it's like Right. Ooh, it's bad. Right. Bad juju. Okay. I'm at my last spooky story. Mm-hmm. People report um, taking pictures and seeing this woman peering around a corner mm-hmm. all over through the sanatorium. Tom Halstead is a, is a Missouri paranormal researcher, and he took a photograph of an apparition, and this person looked just like this woman named Mary Lee, who supposedly passed away there. Mm-hmm. Some people say that she's the nurse who hung herself, and others say she's a daughter of, the, of a tuberculosis doctor who got TB there and died. Okay. So Mary Lee has two backstories, and we're not quite sure which it is, but Tom Halstead took a photograph of her, and supposedly she looked like one of the other women at the tuberculosis hospital. But a lot of people have seen her peering around corners, and I'm sure there are so many more ghost stories and so many more people who have gone and investigated here. Right. But those are the stories that I found. And they're spooky. And they're spooky. <laughs> yeah, I would say those are probably like the main ones. Like there's definitely probably more little ones, but that's right. But you know, like Timmy and the nurses, those are like the main ones that mm-hmm. people talk about all the time. So I tried to get some that not everyone knew about, like Mary and the elderly woman. The creeper. The creeper. That one that one's the one that got me. That one's right. a creepy creeper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, that one's really scary. So, were you were you sufficiently spooked today? Yes. 
Thank you. I was. I enjoyed. I obviously wasn't spooked by my history, but uh, I do enjoy a good little ghosty story. Yes. And I definitely the. I know when I su- I suggested, you know, like, right. let, like, let us do this one because, I don't know, ever since I was a kid, I just, I unfortunately enjoyed Death Tunnel <laughs> when I was, like, 10. You know what? We'll forgive 10-year-old Haley for loving Death Tunnel, <laughs> but it also brought us to this great place where we now know everything about Waverly Sanatorium. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I do remember growing up and I watched... I would watch the Ghost Adventures episode. I think I saw the Ghost Hunters episode. I don't remember. Yeah. Gary's Place on, on Earth. I used to watch that show all the time. Right. Which has fueled... Fueled me in my, like... <laughs> Spooky adventures. <laughs> in my reasonings for picking certain places. I don't know why I've always been, like... This has been, like, one that I've always been interested in. Right. And I, like, have a strange, like, memory when you brought up the doppelganger thing. Yeah. I have a strange, like... It, it brought, like, a nostalgia thing, because I think they covered that in one of the shows. But I do remember hearing about that, and I was like... And it was saying, like, don't ever, like, touch your doppelganger or, like, yeah. anything like that. But, yeah, I've always... This is, like, one of the main ones that I wanted to do, and I'm going to get to do it. Yeah. Because I learned more. I don't know. I thought there was going to be more, like, devastation. Right. Oh, like, in my- I feel like I thought that the history was more scary than it was. I mean, granted, all those people dying, mm-hmm. but it it's not like someone killed them. Right. I mean, okay. <laughs> Maybe there was some doctors that didn't do the right things, and... May have had some fatal procedures done there, but uh, I don't think I didn't. I thought there was more like devastation in the history. Right. I thought I, I don't know. I thought there was gonna be more information. Well, I guess I thought there'd be like more information on like mistreatment or like the botch, right? Like, electroshock therapy stuff right. like that. I thought there was gonna be more of that for some reason. I just I don't know. I think I just grew up and thought that it was something a little different, but. Um, and I think that in a normal case, so like if, if Waverly Hills Sanatorium was today, I think that we would have a lot more information, but because they were trying True. to hide how many people died there and they were trying to make it not the worst place on earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't trying to make it the happiest, <laughs> but they weren't trying to make it the worst place on earth. Yeah. Um, I feel like we would have known more than what we do. And a lot of that information that happened is lost with the nurses and doctors when they died. Mm-hmm. If they didn't pass that information down to anyone, true, then that that information died with them. I don't know. It is what it is. But it is what it is. <clears throat> I think there are a lot of mysteries that we didn't we don't know because there's just not any record of it. Yeah, like like you said, if it was today. It'd- Modern technology and everything. It'd be hard to hide that. Right. In fact, it is hard to hide that, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) We found out exactly how many people died during our pandemic. True. I mean, maybe even more, but I mean, I think we have a more accurate number than they did. Oh, yeah. Because. (laughs) Yeah. We don't have to have a team tracking down generations. Right. And I feel like people who, I feel like the internet is like, people's own diary sometimes that like oh yeah that if someone if someone passed away from covid it might be noted there right like hey my grandpa died from covid Mm -hmm. today because i feel like that's all over at least last year and throughout the last oh yeah yeah yeah. for sure well so do you want to tell them what we're going to talk about next week so next week is going to be our hollywood versus true crime segment we it was really hard to even find a true crime yeah that we were both interested yeah in. that we were both interested in right but we're going to be talking about the strangers which i'm excited about yes. because it's it's a good movie yeah and it's a crazy story true crime story yeah so Haley's going to bring you all of the details and fun facts about that movie mm-hmm. and um i'm going to tell you the true crime story and we're going to chat about the little differences and nuances that are different in, mm-hmm. the, in the story. Um, and what the movie could and couldn't capture from the actual story. Right. Yeah. So, tune in next week. Excited to do that story. Mm-hmm. Me too. If you want to follow us and chat with us at all, 
You can follow us on Twitter for the ghouls. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Saturdays are for the ghouls. Mm-hmm. We post at least one picture every week for the episode. And we will reply to your tweets. I promise. I will personally be <laughs> replying to your tweets. <laughs> Especially if you have red flags written all over you. Oh, no red f- Spooky babes don't have any red flags. All spooky babes are red flag free because we're colorblind. So they're gray. <laughs> oh my god. All right, Haley. All right, Do you have anything else you want to tell the spooky babes? Stay safe. <laughs> Stay safe out there, guys. <laughs> Don't do drugs. <laughs> Don't do drugs. As your as your loving, I'm gonna say sisters, not mothers. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do not have the uh, no, capacity about, to be a how mother. About, your you cool can, aunts. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the cool aunts or, yeah, the, the sisters. But, you know, the cool aunt that lets you do shit. Yeah. Responsibly. Responsibly. Yeah. So we are your, spooky babes, we are your cool aunts. <laughs> Don't do drugs. <laughs> without us. <laughs> Don't drink alcohol. Without, without us. Without us. <laughs> Come over and watch some horror movies with us. <laughs> Well, spooky babes, as you lay your little heads down to rest tonight, thinking about Waverly Hills, Sanatorium, The Creeper, The Creeper, Timmy, <laughs> Nurses, Ghosts, Ghosts, <laughs> all the ghosts, spooky things, we're gonna see you in your nightmares. Dun, dun, dun. I said dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. <laughs>